The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes. Use promo code SGPN to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. And we're brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best football better in the US? Odds Crowd challenges you to prove it with their free-to-play fantasy betting contests. Odds Crowd gives away hundreds of dollars in weekly contests, including the 100 Books SGPN exclusive free roll contest. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We are coming to you, as promised, thick and fast for the pool season. Uh, we're a few hours away from first pitch in the Yankees-Red Sox game. Uh, that um, preview went up with me and Moonaf yesterday, so hopefully you've got your bets in place. If not, you've got a couple of hours uh, to do that by now. By the time you hear this, you'll probably have uh, got the result of that one. Uh, but we've got another game to look forward to. Uh, and this one, we're going to preview the NL wildcard game between the Salubus Cardinals and the LA Dodgers. That's the Wednesday evening game. Uh, joining me, we've got, we're going double bubble tonight. Uh, as ever, from Houston, Texas, is Moonaf Manji. Moonaf, good evening. How are you? Doing well, sir. Uh, MOE playoffs. We started yesterday with uh, the AL uh, between the Yankees and the Red Sox. And then tonight we'll get into the Dodgers and Cardinals. So definitely looking forward to it, man. How are you feeling about your Red Sox? Have you got the nerves? Are you confident? What you do? You have a routine? Are you just what's what's the drill? You know, I'll let you bring in our our, our regular uh, guest, and then uh, me and him will get into it in, in a second because I think neither one of us are feeling confident tonight. <laughs> okay, uh, so also joining us, uh, we've been on the podcast regular. Uh, and has made picks. We talked about the attritional nature of the million picks that we made this week. Uh, and someone who's joined us and done that with us all season long is Scott Reichel. Uh, Scott, good evening. How are you? Doing pretty well. I'm looking at the wildcard game from the other perspective because Moonoff is not that confident in the Red Sox. <laughs> I'm not that confident in the Yankees. So something's got to give. We'll see what happens. Fingers crossed. I'm hoping the game's close because I think Moonoff would agree the Yankees have the better bullpen. 100%. So if the game is close late, then I'm sure the Yankees might have a little bit of an edge. Yeah. But Cole and Fenway has been terrible this year. So we'll see what happens. And I expect it to be close. I expect it to be a war. But by the time this probably ends up going up, either one team will be winning right now. And, you know, the other one of us is probably going to be drinking either in celebration or in pain. Is that a fair way it to put it? It, it, it really it, is a hard game to call because, really like you is. say, it could, go, it could go one of five, six, seven different game scripts. There's no obvious game script. Um, I think the one thing you mentioned there is that Red Sox bullpen. That's the, that's the little nagging doubt that I've got. Um, you can see the Red Sox need to be maybe three or four runs ahead. They need to get out four, four, one, five, one by the sixth or the seventh. Um, because anything other than that, um, you will just not feel confident, Moonaf. You won't feel settled going into that seventh inning, even with maybe a three-run lead. Unless Chapman's come into the ninth inning, 
if we're down, maybe that that'll give me some confidence. If he's no, he only in, struggles but... against the Astros in the playoffs, <laughs> so I don't know if that's going to carry over to Boston. But yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, we talked about this yesterday, and then also today is uh, yeah, I'm not very confident in this the Red Sox bullpen. I don't think. I don't think Cora is going to pull out any starters to come pitch in this game because he pretty much emptied the clip on Sunday to get us over the hump or at least into the wild card, but we'll see what happens. So hopefully like Scott said, it's a, it's a, it's a fun game. And, and um, you know, hopefully the Red Sox come out on top, but me and me and uh, Scott were discussing yesterday on Twitter that whichever team is going to win, it, it, they have to face the Rays. So I think that's going to end in four to four games against the Rays. <laughs> I've already for the morning, I have given my wife instructions to, I've left the page open. I said, put this page on, find the extended highlights. Do not tell me the score. If you see any numbers, do not tell me what the numbers say. Find the extended highlights, press play and put the laptop on my bed with a cup of tea in the morning. So that's the plan. She's been drilled. Uh, well, sorry. <laughs> um, she said, <laughs> all right, boys, I'll do the footies. <laughs> I'm pulling that um, clip for she, Twitter. She is all fully aware of uh, what she has to do in the morning. Uh, so if, she, uh, if someone blurts out the score, I'll not be happy. Um, so um, uh, NL wildcard game, St. Louis Cardinals and the LA Dodgers. It's Adam Wainwright going for the cards. It's Max Scherzer going for the Dodgers. Uh, the money line, Cardinals plus 185. The Dodgers are minus two two five. Uh, the totals at seven and a half. Uh, Munaf, uh, you have the inside track. You've done the heavy lift- lifting on the pitching stats again. Yeah. Um, where do you want to start, Munaf? You're going to take so Adam Wainwright and Max Scherzer. Yeah, let's start with uh, Adam Wainwright here. I mean, I think he's had an incredible season. We, we could say the least. I mean, seventeen and seven at three point zero five ERA overall in the season, a one point zero six WHIP. Um, and we'll just kind of get to the uh, splits here in on road games, eight and two with a three point five eight ERA night, twelve and five with a two point nine three. So, um, you know, we got to give a lot of credit to Adam Wainwright was what he was able to do for this pitching staff, especially when we talked about early in the season, Malcolm, that Jack Flaherty got off to a really hard start for this team. But then he kind of cooled off and he got injured and then he was gone for about 60 days, came back got injured again, went on the, I think, 10-day I.O. I think they have him again. But, um, you know, against the Dodgers this season, he does have one start, which was not too long ago, September 8th. Uh, he went eight and one-thirds of an inning, seven hits, four earned runs, four strikeouts, zero walks. Cardinals uh, squeaked out that game five to four. And also, I thought, when I was looking at his game log, this was really interesting to me, that the Cardinals have won 11 of his last 12 uh, game, or the Cardinals have won 11 of the last 12 games started by Adam Wainwright. So, um, all around a phenomenal season for um, a- Adam Wainwright for the Cardinals. So um, that, that plus 185 number kind of steam seems kind of inflated to me, but um, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on Adam, uh, Adam Wainwright, Scott. Well, for me, first of all, he's had a great year, obviously. Shout out to him for actually getting a huge uh, payday for next season. I believe they offered him $17 million in comparison to the seven that he's getting this year, so good for him. As for the actual betting lines, I wasn't sure where both of you thought the line would open up. I really thought the Dodgers would be closer to around like 240, just based on the fact that the record disparity is so huge between these two teams. But the Cardinals, of course, have been arguably the hottest team in baseball for the last month. So I feel like this line is going to keep climbing for the Dodgers. I feel like most, I don't want to say sharp betters, but most people would just assume Dodgers the better team. They're more talented. The Cardinals bullpen's useless. I think we all know that. So if the game gets tied late or it's close, 
I don't exactly trust Gallegos and Reyes and company to shut the door using Kim, who's the former starters or a lever now. The whole bullpen's been a hodgepodge, and it hasn't been that pretty. While the Dodgers, the main question mark every year in the playoffs is Kenley Jansen, who is known to blow at least a game or two in the ninth. But he's been very good this season. Now, is that going to carry over into the postseason? I don't know. But based on consistency, the Dodgers have the much better bullpen. And if you think that Scherzer and Wainwright are going to battle it out, they're going to have a very close game after seven. Kind of like what we talked about with the Yankees-Red Sox game. If the game's close, you kind of lean to the Yankees because of the bullpen edge. I do think the Dodgers have a huge bullpen edge. So if I'm looking at the Cardinals, I do think a first five angle would make some sense because Scherzer has struggled lately. If you think Scherzer potentially gets roughed up, he's also kind of prone to giving up some home runs every now and then. So if he gets taken deep by Goldschmidt or even O'Neal, who's been rolling lately, then I do think the Cardinals could open up a lead in the first five. But for the sake of this overall matchup, I'm rooting for the Cardinals. I'm just going to say it. I think it's a fantastic meme for an 106-win team to lose in a one-game playoff. I think that's hilarious to me. I'm rooting for the Cardinals. Yeah, I've, I, I've been out tonight playing football. And on the way home, I was uh, telling one of my friends that they have a one-game playoff uh, after a 162-game season. And he was really scratching his head at that. He was like, well, whose idea was that? Is 162 games not enough? No, we need a one-game playoff. It's a real anomaly. Um, but it makes it really exciting. I think the, the price is... Um, the, the book side, the price it up on, like you say, the season records, or you price it up on the last 30-day records, and they're two different things. You price those up uh, differently. Adam Wainwright's been good, again, second half of the season. Um, he was struggling a little bit with, the, with his four-seamer early doors, uh, first half of the season, and then he just started throwing his sinker. He's been painting the corners. There's some crazy stat on something like baseball reference um, and if, I think it's a, it's a, it's a corners it's a how many corners have you hit and Adam Wainwright's leading MLB uh, in one of these advanced analytical sort of corner based stats um, he's done really well um, and yeah so, I mean he's an old guy he's a, he's a sensible head I don't think he's going to be flustered he's 40 years old um, he's, a, he's a big he's a big piece in that dugout as well for them um, Scherzer is giving up 10 runs in his last two starts. I think he'd given up 10 runs in the 10 starts altogether previously before that. He had something like seven zeros in there. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tricky one. Um, Scherzer, Moonaf, do you want to take us through uh, your Max Scherzer numbers and then we can uh, we can get a bit deeper into it and see what yeah. angles we've found? Yeah, Scherzer, I mean, he's had another great uh, year. Like you mentioned right now, Malcolm, that this last two starts, he's given up 10 earned runs. Um, but you know, 15 and four with a 2.46 ERA, a 0.06, uh, sorry, 0.806 whip. Uh, with the Dodgers, uh, perfect seven and oh, he's pitched even better. Uh, 1.98 ERA, 0.82 whip, and 89 strikeouts in about seven starts. Uh, against the Cardinals this season, he is two and oh, hasn't allowed a single run. 14 innings pitched, 10 hits allowed, 22 strikeouts to only one walk against the Cardinals. And again, you know, both of these guys, both of these pitchers have been in playoff games, but more recently has been Max Scherzer in his career in the postseason. You know, the last time he was there prior to the Nationals was until 2016. So I wanted to look at more recently what he did when he was with the Nationals. So in 2019, when they won the World Series, um, in five starts for the Nationals, the Nationals were 5-0 and in the, all five of those starts. He won three, deci- three decisions, 3-0 three and with an ERA of 2.40. And Dating back even to when he was with the Nationals, the in game started by Max Scherzer over his last 13. Um, 
the Dodgers have won 11 of those. And then when he was with the Nationals, they won so 13 wins in a row. But even so, with the Dodgers, his last 11 starts, the Dodgers have won 11 straight games. So that's an active winning streak right now. Not much, uh, not much there for the head-to-head. It's uh, four and three. They played seven games. Uh, Dodgers got the one up. But other than that, I think this is a this is going to be a really good pitching matchup. But again, when you have Max Scherzer on the mound, um, I think you kind of want to give him the edge just because of the experience that he has. But again, like we've talked about, if he's going to be giving up the long ball early to like uh, Tyler O'Neill and Arenado or Paul Goldschmidt, like Scott said, uh, they may be in a little bit of trouble. But I, but I, like we talked about, the Dodgers have the better bullpen, I believe. Yeah, uh, Scott, uh, Max Scherzer, or um, any of these Dodgers bats particularly that you're interested in? Well, looking through the actual just matchup itself, Wainwright's a pretty tricky pitcher to fully analyze because you're not really sure how he's been so successful because his fastball is like 89 miles an hour or like 91 at this stage. So he mostly relies on the off-speed stuff. He throws a lot of strikes. I know we had a Maddox about a month ago or so where he had a complete game shutout with less than 100 pitches. So if I'm looking at really anybody, I'm going to go based on current form. I know, Malcolm, you mentioned it's pretty different comparing the overall season records and the last month per se. I'm going to do the same thing for hitters. I love trying to back hitters that are on pretty solid streaks right now. And right now, Trey Turner is absolutely just surging. And I feel like he's definitely a guy to keep an eye on. People are always focused on the Scherzer aspect of the trade. I thought Trey Turner has been the most underrated player in the league for a couple of years at this point. And now he's on the Dodgers and people realize, you know, he's really good. This Trey Turner guy. Like, no, he's always been good. You just never really noticed how good he actually was. But I don't think he needs to hit a grand slam in this game like he did in the past couple of games. But he's a guy who's extremely dangerous because he can steal a bunch of bases he can drive in runs. He's a great base runner, and he also has some power. And I feel like a lot of people have underestimated the amount of power he has. I'm looking at Turner because you know he's going to be in scoring position most likely at least one time in this game. Yeah. He'll steal probably a base or two because Wainwright, even though he is a, a right, he's got a decent move to first base. But since the pitch speeds are relatively low, I think Turner's going to going to steal a bag in this game. But if you're looking at total bases, if you're looking at maybe runs scored or even just a stolen base prop, I do think Trey Turner in a playoff game, Martinez knows, uh, particularly about 2004, which I'm sure uh, Munaf can tell you about, but he knows the importance of a stolen base in a playoff game. I do think Turner's going to take a bag. <laughs> and I do think that if you're looking for a stolen base prop, I think that's a sneaky way to go about it for Trey Turner. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Trey Turner. Um, I mean, imagine Trey Turner is the throw-in uh in a in a trade deal it's absolutely unbelievable because he's such a good player uh, and it took a little while i think for the dodgers fans to kind of realize i kept forgetting he was there because it's it, so it just went under the radar and then every time you see him he stood on second base having singled or doubled uh and, and then you see like stolen a bag or something his obp is 385 uh, his batting average is 338 there's actually a couple a couple of players who've kind of carry this Dodgers batting average because a lot of the big bats are around about uh, sort of 250 or so but um, Trey Turner's one AJ Pollock's another one but Corey Seager stood out to, for me a little bit I mean that OBP of 394 is actually in advance of Trey Turner's uh, batting average of 306 uh, so yeah Corey Seager's someone I'd be looking at um, the Cardinals bats actually been relatively consistent uh, down the lineup. Uh, you mentioned a couple of the names up there um, Tyler O'Neill. Um, Paul Goldschmidt, they're averaging 286, 294. You've got Edmund Sosa up there, 271. Um, so they've got 
they've they've got players who can who can do little bits of everything. Uh, they're aggressive on the base paths. We talked about that. Moonaf a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Harrison Bader, Tommy Edmund. I mean, a stolen base prop, actually. Uh, this is just occurring to me as we speak. Uh, but a stolen base prop um, across the board, really. If you could, you could maybe take three or four players and end up cashing cashing a few of them. Uh, Moonaf, where did, where were you leaning? Did you have did you have any player props, uh, or were you looking at money line first five? Where did you where did you alight on this? Yeah, there was a couple of things that kind of stood out to me. I think we've discussed a couple of guys uh, as far as a player prop market here. Um, it doesn't make sense to me that right now you can get Trey Turner at a plus price to score a run in this game. And yeah. wow. that's what I was looking at. Yeah, and if you kind of um, uh, if you kind of look at what he's done over his past. I don't know. You could go back 20 games. I mean, this guy, like Scott said, he's just been on fire. And I think that's been an understatement. I think um, Malcolm, you and I have talked about how great Trey Turner has been since he got traded to the Dodgers. And even before, like, because he wasn't on the Dodgers, he wasn't on that big market team. Trey Turner's always been good. And he's been one of my favorite players, but not so much anymore because he's on the Dodgers now. But I mean, how many straight games is that now? What? 11, 10 or 11 games in a row where he had a, uh, a score to run. And even prior to that, he's been scoring runs for this team. So I think that was the first player prop that I was looking at is taking Trey Turner over half, half a run scored at plus 110. And then I'll throw out one more. Um, I'm going to go with Max Scherzer's strikeouts. Um, this guy's a big time pitcher. I think that he'll be focused tomorrow. He knows it's one game that the, the, the Dodgers need him to go out and perform. I believe I saw it at seven and a half. Uh, for his pl- uh, for his strikeouts, uh, so I'm going to take the over on that. So those are my two plays for this game. Yeah, I see seven and a half at minus one hundred five. Yeah, I'll take the over on that. Uh, Scott, official plays. What have you got? Well, I got the Trey Turner over half a run at plus one ten because that's just crazy value. I got to yeah. take that. But I look at everything else. There is one game prop that I like. I don't know if. I can give out a game prop yet yeah, or if we're still only talking about player props. <laughs> so one thing that I'm looking at is kind of an underrated prop that I've always been interested in. It's the race to X amount of runs, which I feel like has some value on it. And there is one line. It's a little bit of juice, but it's at minus 140. It's the race to six runs. So in other words, which team is going to score six runs first? Neither is minus, one, minus 140. And I find that extremely tempting because the total is only seven and a half. So you're expecting yeah. a low-scoring game as it is. Yeah. Even though Scherzer's been struggling lately, I do think in a one-game playoff, even though Scherzer is a big-name guy and everything, the Dodgers know if they lose, they're going home. They might pull Scherzer if he struggles for about two, three innings because they can't afford to let him work it out over the course of a game. Wainwright's a, a well-known big-game pitcher for his entire career. I think runs will be at a bit of a premium here. I see this game being a 4-3 to three type of game, 4-2 to two type of game, something like that. But do I think one team's going to get to six? That seems a little bit high based on the actual total of seven and a half for the full game. Yeah. Minus 140, I'm going to take that. Yeah, I like that. I, I, I do think it's it's low scoring. Um, something along the, lines, the line of 4-3. I considered the, the Cardinals on the run line as one of my official plays. The, the one I actually picked, it was maybe, I said to you boys just before we started recording, I think it's, maybe juiced a little bit too much. It's minus 160, which I'm not thrilled about giving out. But I do think it looks solid. It's the under on the Adam Wainwright strikeouts, which is set at four and a half. And just looking at his last one, two, three, four, five, six games, it's gone four, one, two, four, four, four. Uh, so it was seven games back 
the last time he um, recorded over four and a half strikeouts. Um, but talking about stolen bases, I've just dragged the market up there. And I think you could take three or four players here and just play a little pizza bets, level stakes. Um, uh, Trey Turner is just short of five to one. Um, mm-hmm. For a stolen that's, base, that's and then a value bit, right there. Yeah, wow. a little bit bigger than that. Harrison Bader at eight and a half to one. Uh, Tommy Edmond is round about four to one, and um, there was one other caught my eye as well. Um, but yeah, those three I think particularly uh, Trey Turner, Harrison Bader, and um, Tommy Edmond because they, they don't have to be exclusive either. All you could you could win two of them. You could win all three actually, uh, but one one would uh, would put you in a little bit of profit. So yeah, a little fun back there. But the the, the main pick that I got to, um, although slightly slightly chalky, uh, was the Wayne right under on the strikeouts. Um, so yeah, I think that's just about the the game covered. Moonaf, anything else we need to know? Anything you want to add? I'm looking at um, on DraftKings here. It says winning margin and the. Dodgers right now, if if we like the Dodgers tomorrow to win by, let's say, one run, if we think it's going to be a low-scoring game, if I'm reading this correctly, it says LA Dodgers to win by one run exactly is plus 390, and to win by two runs is plus 600. Am I missing something there? Uh, no, it's just not. It's, it's a not it's a an exact pick, right? Yeah, yeah, it's not a three-way sort of prop because obviously you've got any defeat uh, or any margin bigger than two like so yeah so i I think that i don't know if we're thinking it's going to be a four three or a four two type of win for the dodgers i mean you may want to put some a little bit down on that just to you know sweat out a a a a plus some significant plus money prices there but yeah that could just kind of caught my eye but i just kind of love all the player props that we just kind of threw out there as far as the game i mean I didn't want to give out a minus 200 money line play on the Dodgers. I do think that Scherzer probably will pitch well in this game. Um, that first inning will probably tell us everything that we know, need to know about Scherzer in this game. So um, I do think that the, the Dodgers should win. But I, like Scott mentioned, I'll be rooting for the Cardinals for sure. Uh, Scott, any final thoughts? Uh, not really. I'm kind of just looking through some of the player matchups really quickly to see if there's anything I like at the last minute. Uh, for the most part, nah. I feel like if you if you by any chance think that Wainwright's going to pitch well in this one, you could end up taking Wainwright uh, either fewest hits allowed at plus 280 or fewest home runs allowed at plus 160. We know Scherzer can give up a bomb every now and then. Yeah. And the Dodgers, even though they have a lot of power bats, I'll admit that. Plus 160, I do think, has some merit there because Wainwright is very, very precise with his pitches. And if you think Scherzer's struggles continue then you don't even really need to do much for Wainwright. You just need Scherzer to implode, and you're kind of just sitting there. So I do think you might look for some value on Wainwright against Scherzer if you think Scherzer struggles. But I see a low-scoring game. I'm sticking with the neither team to score six or more runs there at minus 140. Wainwright's got eight duck eggs next to his name in terms of giving up home runs over his last 12 starts. Uh, mm-hmm. So in eight of those 12, he hasn't given up a homer. Um, so, yeah, that's not a bad little thing to get on the right side of. Um, so, yeah, there we go. Uh, pretty low scoring. Maybe the Dodgers by one uh, with Trey Turner scoring a run and stealing a base. Uh, and then I think we've cashed about 15 separate bets there, boys. Um, so, yeah, that's the way it's going. Um, done. Well done, everyone. Uh, thank you, Moonaf. Thank you, Scott. Um, 
Uh, any uh, final trash talk, um, Yankees, Red Sox, before you get a uh, before you go and get warmed up for the game? I think neither one of us is confident, so there's not much trash talking. Maybe we'll this change. is all. Yeah, this is very. <laughs> uh, this is a very weak performance from you two. I mean, you need to you need to preen yourself up. You need to give give the other person a little bit of stick. That just kind of tells you where our confidence at with this team. I think that if the uh, the Red Sox had better pitching. Uh, and the bullpen was better, I'd definitely be talking. But again, you know, with the way the Red Sox have been playing since the trade deadline, uh, I am cautiously, I'm being very cautious about tonight. Okay, cheers, man. Enjoy the game, Munaf. Good luck. Scott, thank you very much for joining us. We'll uh, we'll speak a couple of times as the postseason continues, I imagine. Yep, looking forward to it. Champion. Right. Thank you for listening, everyone. Good luck with your picks. Enjoy the next couple of nights. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday with more P- uh, more pool season previews. Uh, this has been the MLB Gambling Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you down the road. Cheers.